Hey, everybody, got an announcement to make. Ding, 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 ding. I quit. Oh, kiss my ass. Everybody. Can I quick word with you? Uh, kiss my ass. Just type a memo of that and send it around. <laughs> What's the buzz on Chappelle? What happened? A mental breakdown? No, I don't know, man. I hope he's all right. I, I, is he in South Africa? Or? In South Africa, he evidently had some sort of uh, stressful crisis. Yeah. Too much pressure. That's my problem. I can't, I can't handle pressure. So what happened to Dave Chappelle? He's here today to talk about it in his first television interview. Please welcome Dave Chappelle. That's going to be interesting. Mm, Leah, let's get into this, buddy. Are we ready? Yes, yes we are. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Geez. It's going to be a shit show. All right. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> welcome, everyone, to another episode of I Didn't Know I Couldn't Do That. I'm your co-host, Kyle. I'm with here with uh, my colleague, Darren. Howdy, world. How are y'all doing this lovely day? It is a great day. Great. And day. this is going to be an interesting one. Um, we talked a little bit last time about Chappelle's show ending and Neil being upset and this and that. And um, we thought we'd do an episode about the sudden death of uh, Chappelle's show and how it, you know, they were hyping up season three and then, you know, it got delayed. And then you didn't hear about it on Comedy Central anymore. There was no promos for it. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into that and what caused that. What might have been the cause? I think there's multiple yeah. causes for sure. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there there are certain causes for it that we will never hear about. That they will not make make public. That um, you know, certain things behind the scenes that uh, some that we will never never actually know about. Yeah, we're gonna hear from Neil. It's gonna be exciting. Neil's reaction, um, pretty much left in the dark like everybody else. Yeah. You know, Surprisingly, just, huh? Yeah, he just, you'd think, like, I mean, he, but he didn't even tell, and we'll get into this, he didn't even tell his, his wife and kids until after he was gone. I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. Um, so we'll speak to that. Uh, we're going to play the uh, sketch that uh, is mentioned in the Time article is one of the reasons why Dave left the show. <laughs> And I think you don't even have to see it. <laughs> you just listen to it. And you get yeah. an idea of why. But, you know, they were going. You could see the direction they were going in, but I don't know. <laughs> it, it turns south very, very quickly. Yes. Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here uh, in a little so, bit. So the show is as great as it is. And first of all, uh, if anyone who's listening who hasn't seen or heard of the Chappelle show, stop listening to this shit. <laughs> Go watch Chappelle's show. Go watch it. I mean, all of season one, all of season two for sure. And then you can start listening to the show and and uh, pick up there with maybe the lost episodes or whatnot. But definitely, if you have not seen the Chappelle show, you need to stop what you're doing and uh, get on board. 18, what, 18 years? 19 years? 17 years ago? It came out in 2003, premiered. right? Yeah, 2003. A year after I graduated high school, that's kind of giving away my age here, but 2002 is when I graduated. So, yeah, premiered 2003. Uh, yeah, 
what, 17 years ago. 17 years. That's incredible. So, you know, there is a whole, like we, we talked about this last time, a whole generation of youngins out there that <laughs> may not be aware of this show. I mean, it's sad to say that we're that old now that there's people out there that, first of all, I mean, there's people that don't know, like, I remember the first time that um, I was talking to a, a college student, like a couple of years ago, and it was like an 18 year old college student. And I realized, like, as I was talking to this person, they were not born when 9-11 happened. So there's a right. bunch of kids out there now that were, you know, babies when this show premiered. I was in 2003. I was in eighth grade. Yeah, because you're five years older than me. I yeah. was in eighth grade when that shit came out. Um, and yeah, that was the day before my 14th birthday when it premiered. <laughs> um, wow. And that was season one. And then we had season two. And then... Uh, we were going to have season three, and that's what we're going to get into. The, uh, Dave uh, booked, a flight, <laughs> <laughs> booked a flight to Africa for a little while, and um, yeah. And again, not as long as he was not away for months, like a lot of people said, which you brought right. this up last time. He was there like two weeks. Yeah, only two weeks. Um, find it ironic, you know, he, Dave went crazy. He 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 went to Africa to seek medical attention. I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you have that clip. I'm not sure if you're gonna play that part where he goes, you know, he yeah. was talking about some of these stories. And he was like, Why would I leave the United States to go to Africa <laughs> for medical attention? For medical attention. Like what sense does that make at all? There's a clip that I'm gonna I don't know if I will play it here or if I'm gonna add it to the introduction where they were talking about it. David Tell was talking about him and he said, um, you know, like, yeah, who goes to Africa for, for medical care? He said, right. He's going to get the, the hospital's going to come in and say, good news. You don't have AIDS because we don't believe in it here. <laughs> exactly. That's about the only thing they're going to do for you there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, January 22nd, 2003, it ended July 23rd. That's when they aired the 26. third, July 23rd of third, 2006. Right. That's when they aired the third and final lost episodes, uh, which is where they, that's what pissed Dave off. You know, when he got back from Africa, he was saying he was not completely turning down the right. option of doing a, a third season, but then they went ahead and did it without him. <laughs> you know, they just took a bunch of clips he had already recorded. Had already shot and... And um, got uh, Donnell and... Um, Rollins. Donnell Rollins yeah. and Charlie Murphy to, to bang out those it. last ones. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, and they kind of touched on that a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, um, of why Darnell definitely touched on it on why he went ahead and did it. You know, he says he's a loyal, he's a loyal cat, you know, to Dave and everything or, or to some, or to friends. But at the same time, you know, he had to look out for his career. Yeah. And he I felt like it would have been one thing if, Dave had called him and had a conversation and was like, bruh, I'm tired. I'm strung out. I, I got to leave a little bit. You know, this is weighing on me a little too much going on. Then he felt like he would have been like, okay, cool. You know, he, he knew where Dave stood. Then he would have maybe turned that opportunity down or, you know, that sort of thing. But being that he was left in the dark, just like everybody else, he was like, man, I, you know, I got to look out for my career. Yeah, I mean, this so is this the was guy. the opportunity. This was, you know, this was the bag. I had to go get it. This was money. Yeah, I mean, this, we're talking about a guy who, um, 
not J.K. Rowling. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pull up his IMDb because I don't think he was really on a lot of stuff before um, before he was on Chappelle's show. Donnell Rawlings. I can never spell his name right. I really think that he kind of came to be known. It, it, I mean, he was a he was a stand up he was a stand up comic, but I don't think right. he was like not really well known outside of. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the Chappelle show pretty much. I mean, he may not agree with this, but I think it pretty much um, made his career. Are you? I don't yeah. see. Let's see. Yeah, because before that, he did like some episodes of Law and Order. One episode like, of Criminal Intent. <laughs> and you're thinking about the roles that he he played on Chappelle. And you're like, what in the world could he have done on Law and Order? Or- yeah, in 1998, he was an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> like, you think of him as Ashy Larry, so it's hard. Right, to- <laughs> all I'm seeing is Ashy Larry. Like, I'm not understanding what role you could have played on, on any daytime or nighttime television like that. Well, when I was going through the the, uh, the commentary on the DVDs of the Neil and Dave commentary. The first time he appears on camera, they talk about how he wasn't really ever officially cast on the show. He was just kind of right. out on the set and they would put him in stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, hey, now he's got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, he's got a major career now. Yeah, he does. And then Charlie Murphy, we lost him a few years ago. R.I.P. Charlie. R.I.P. Y'all so, can't hear that right there, but that's me uh, pouring some of my 40 out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I've known you. Eight, I've known you. Thing. I've known you eight years. I've never seen you with a forty. Kyle, <laughs> quit telling the public my business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I thought it'd be interesting with the first clip to actually listen to to Neil before we even go into Dave explaining here Neil's side since we kind of talked about Neil last time. Right. Um, and just hear what what he had know, to say. Mr. Brennan had to say about this. So uh, hang on. Run it. I do a few things. Here we go. Here's the thing. I say one thing about Dave and he can go to Oprah and fucking trash me. So like, I, I gotta be careful, but but that wasn't my experience at all. Why would he go on Oprah and trash you? Is he trash you? He has, yeah. What happened? Uh, you guys had this, well, he, you know, we're doing the show, popular show. You've been on it a few times. Did wonders for your career. <laughs> um, and uh, And then we were doing great. And then uh, we renewed our contracts, which was extremely ugly. Comedy Central played divide and conquer between us, which I said they're going to do this because they are going to make, they're going to, they have to pay you. They don't want to have to pay me. The only way they're going to have to pay me is if you demand that they pay me. So what they did is they poisoned uh, me in, within Dave's mind. And how they do this? What they say? Uh, like David said one time at wraparounds that he couldn't do the show without me uh, during a taping. He said that, and I said that to Comedy Central. I was like, "Hey, just so you know, Dave said he couldn't do the show without me." And so they called David and go, "You know, Neil says you can't do the show without." Him. And then he's like, "That motherfucker." So it just becomes an ego thing. And a but wait a minute, thing. you guys didn't have the kind of relationship where he would call you up? We did prior to that, but once the negotiation started, then it became like a, I can't talk to anybody. You know, really. It was the, let me, let me be clear with this. It was the worst period of my life. I can't imagine a worse period. And it's just because the stakes were so high. And yeah. The it just so became, high. it became an ego thing and it just became like, 
No, I can attri- I can attest to what the scene on the. Oh, fast forward and a little bit. Dave was in character all day, running around. You know, uh, you know, I'm Rick James, bitch, and 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 I, I, I think that's an exaggeration. Joe Rogan, but Joe it was, Rogan. but you know, I mean, you had a huge part in that show. Yeah, so I was the point. co-creator of the show. Like it wasn't. That's the thing is like, but I think what happened was, uh, you know, they made it seem like by Dave admitting that I was. Lauren Michaels once said in reference to me and Dave. Uh, Dave was the up. one who would say that I was out because it was fair because it was only fair he would have to say Neil makes a big contribution to the show because I did it was conversations with comedy we said whatever uh, but again I uh, contributed I believe I held up my end of the bargain but it just became this thing of like they made I think I don't think they made I think part of it was in him anyway that he just resented the idea of being a team Really? Yeah. And where did you draw this conclusion from? Did you had a conversation with I, him about this? Yeah. This is just, yeah? Yeah. And what, what did he say? Uh, we're not a fucking team. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Now, do you think, do you think that's true? What part? What part? <laughs> the part where he says, um, where he, he says that Dave said, we're not a fucking team. Um, yeah. And, and and I say that solely because I feel Neil has no reason to lie. I don't say that based off of me seeing Dave Chappelle as that kind of person. But at the same time, I mean, let's be honest. We really don't know these people uh, beyond, you know, what we see. So I feel Neil has no reason to sit there and lie on Dave and, you know, that and say that Dave said something that he didn't say. Yeah. So, I mean, I take the man for his word, you know? Yeah. I think that they were all under a lot of stress and they were working long hours too. And, um, and then, like he said, the, when you have executives like lawyers and agents and all the managers and all these people that get involved and the show's not what it was in season one, obviously the budget was bigger. They probably had to answer to advertisers more. Um, it was probably just a lot of different things going on. And Dave. Oh yeah. Comedy central. They, they, um, they muddied that shit. They did. I mean, it's Hear like you me. said, yeah. Divide and Hear conquer. Hear me, sir. They, they, yeah. They were in Neil's ear on one side of it, and they were in Dave's ear on the other side of it, and they muddied those waters and basically turned those guys um, against each other, which is a sad, sad thing. Terrible. Because just imagine probably what we could have gotten from that. The show could still be on <laughs> today. Right. Yeah. Right. That was about it on that clip. Um, just wanted you to hear that last part where uh, said because yeah, it just well, sounds like I mean if they were if they knew each other twelve years prior to working on the Chappelle show, so they were, it's not like they just met. Well, of course they did half baked together. Right. They wrote that. They co-wrote that. Now the interesting thing about that also to me is the motivation behind the entire show. I don't know if you have that lined up or, or if that's in something that um, we're going to play, but you know, originally um, they took the idea of the show to HBO as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, HBO, Neil said this was HBO's exact words. We have Chris Rock. Why do we need you? Mm. So Neil 
later went on to comment on on art on the article I read where he said that was pretty much the motivation behind the entire show was to basically, you know, show them that, hey, this guy is just as talented, if not more talented than Chris Rock. Mm. So See, they talk about that in that in the Time magazine article, too, about mm-hmm. the, the concept of the HNIC. Right. And how it was kind of like Chappelle was like, well, I'm I'm a comedian but there's always going to be Chris Rock and Chris Rock is going to be the HNIC. And for those of you out there that don't know what that means, that is the head N word in charge. (laughs) Yes. Um, My mom may listen to this one day or, or Kyle's mom may listen to this and I don't need them (laughs) hearing me say such words, but HNIC stands for head N word in charge. Okay. Carry on, buddy. Thanks. I'm glad you did that. And not me. (laughs) It works better for you. (laughs) Right. That, mm, <laughs> we, might, we might have had some problems there, buddy. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, let me. I was just hoping you would jump in and explain that one. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, Dave uh, was under a, a tremendous amount of stress, and also might have been smoking too much weed, which I'll get into later. I think you know, sometimes weed makes you a little paranoid sometimes, and yeah, that may have had something to do with it. Okay. Moving on to uh, the 2006 Oprah interview. This was, I believe, his first kind of uh, television appearance since all the whole scandal started. He was kind of dark there for a while. You didn't hear anything about him. He went back to Ohio when he got back from, from Africa. He just went back to his farm in Ohio and kind of laid low and um, was probably at that time in, in negotiations with Comedy Central and they couldn't come to an agreement. So... Then they started putting his stuff out there, so he just left. Um, and then they had a some, you know, only three episodes of a, of a th- third season. So this is the first clip I pulled. Um, Oprah's trying to figure out what the hell happened. Um, so stand by. So what happened? Did you find yourself spiraling downward? Well, first of all, yeah, but I don't want to make it as a thing where. I'm absolving myself of any responsibility. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm partially responsible. You know, well, a lot of it has to do with me. Was there a tipping point for you? I'll give you an example. The first season ends. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of the seasons, there was a, a renegotiation. Okay. Ultimately, there was a series of events and a, a, a little pressure. Uh, I ended up uh selling for for way less than what i want um and going forward and then in season two the dvd's released and it sets all these incredible records turns out the half a million in one day right 1.2 million in a week the largest selling television dvd of all time yeah yeah so now suddenly suddenly this is a, a bigger money maker than they thought. I was already making money, but now yeah. all of a sudden it's a whole new revenue stream and my contract's up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> we'll go straight to the next one. Okay. You know, what like Comedy Central was a hot place to be when I showed up there. Yeah. But you turned it around. Your show turned it around and became the most popular. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
you know, so, uh, and, and, and it was, it was, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. We had any argue, all these arguments. David got cut to poop joke. And it was a lot of discussion about we know what our audience wants. I was like, yeah, whatever. And, and I mean, they were wrong a hundred percent of the time uh-huh. as far as, as far as what people would like. Okay. And the show was an incredibly hard show to do. That's the other thing. Chappelle show was, uh, I mean, it's fun and all these things, but it, it there's a, a tremendous amount of work that goes into, to making a show like that. Yeah. People were saying though, that you were on drugs. You lost your mind. You went into a mental institution. What is true? What is not? Not on drugs. Not on drugs. Nah, not for years. <laughs> uh, you weren't on drugs at the time. No, no, no. not at all. Not okay. at all. I'm telling you, I was incredibly stressed out. Now, he talks about uh, pressure a lot. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No, really, what was going on? Man, where do you start? Damn the story. <laughs> I, uh, I was doing sketches that were funny, but socially irresponsible. Hmm. I felt like I was deliberately being encouraged, and I was overwhelmed. So it's like you're getting flooded with things, and you don't pay attention to things like your ethics. Or when you get so overwhelmed, it's like you won the lottery. Explain. Let's say for your handlers, for instance. Yeah. A lot of these people uh, traditionally get paid on percentage basis. The more you work, the more they make. The more they make. Yeah. You make that real money. They lost their minds. I thought they were crazy. Uh huh. You know, it was like you got to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I got all these things, and I got. You know, your own personal problems that get inflamed when this kind of money comes in. And I got to write a show and do the show. And I was overwhelmed. And it was almost like, I don't know, it was almost as if this was happening deliberately. Okay. You mentioned a moment ago that you felt that there were some things that weren't socially responsible. Like what? (laughs) Okay, here we go. Like there's this one sketch we did that was about the this pixie that would appear whenever racist things happens, whenever someone make you feel like they calling you that n word, uh-huh. but don't say it. And it was it was funny. And the, the premise of the sketch was that every race had this like pixie, this like racial complex. And uh, but the but the pixie was in blackface. Now. Blackface is a very difficult image. But the reason I had chosen blackface at the time was because this was going to be the visual personification of the N-word. It was, right. it, the, it, was a, it was a good spirit or intention behind it. But what I didn't consider is how many people watch the show and how the way people use television is subjective. I completely understand. Yeah. I could finish because I have a story to tell you. So then when I'm on the set and we're finally taping the sketch, somebody on the set that was white laughed in such a way. I know the difference of people laughing with me and people laughing at me. And it was the first time I'd ever gotten a laugh that I was uncomfortable with. Hmm. Not just uncomfortable, but like, should I fire this person? <laughs> <laughs> uh 
And at the same time, I'm just not a naturally assertive person. What was it about the laugh? I know all these people be watching TV. That there's a lot of people who will understand exactly what I'm doing. Then there's another group of people who are just fans, like the the people that the kind of people that scream, "I'm Rick James," be at my concerts. Yeah. That this alone for a different kind of celebrity worship, Brad. They're gonna get it something completely different. Completely different. Yeah. That concern. Yeah. I don't want. I gotta. I mean, I don't want black people to be disappointed in me for putting that out there. No, it's you like, don't want to be disappointed in yourself. Hmm. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting um, clip there, and you know, Neil touched on that as well. Hmm. Um, Neil talked about that he battled with this situation for years, uh, pretty much up until 2019, I believe. But um, because he is pretty much the only white person that we know affiliated with the show. Yeah. So in his mind and, and what he was hearing was, you know, when Chappelle did that interview and stated that, it had to be Neil. That that's mm. the white guy that he was referring to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Neil Neil stated that. And so um he, you know, he knew that people took the natural assumption that, hey, it must have been him. So um he that followed him and plagued him for, for years. Matter of fact, up until he said twenty uh twenty nineteen, you know, he thought that white people thought he was cocky. And that the black people thought he was racist. And it's like, mm. no, no. He, and he admitted at that moment, he was like, no, I'm just clinically depressed. And I have some very funny observations about black people that are not founded in racism. Um, they're founded in just being funny. He used the F word there, but just being effing funny. So, yeah, that's that's something that Neil has, has dealt with um, about that. And now the trigger side to that, which Chappelle to this day has not exonerated Neil. Mm-hmm. Uh, an article made sure and pointed that out that yes, Neil said this. And once again, like I told you when you mentioned uh, the part about him claiming what Dave said, I have to side with Neil. I mean, again, I don't think Neil has any reason to lie. Uh, but the article did state that, you know, we, tr- we reached out to Dave and, and he's yet to ever publicly exonerate Neil. Uh, on that issue or whatnot. But Neil said, you know, it basically was not him, but that that has followed him, his career, up until 2019. So he knows it wasn't him, but he knows right. that a, a lot of people probably think that it was him. Right. And the article made sure to point out that Dave still has not came out and publicly said no. And, you know, when I was in that Oprah interview, I was not talking about Neil. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who it could have been... They probably have 30 people on the set. It could have been. Oh, definitely. Anybody. But Neil, definitely. like you said, Neil's the most visible. That we the, know. In terms yeah. of white people on the show. Yeah, you think of Neil. Right. Exactly. So. See, I was going the other way. I think it was Chip. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was Chip? I mean, seriously, you think it was Chip? I don't know. It could have been Chip. I'm it, just saying hey, other, other white people on the show that I know of. So <laughs> if it's not Neil, it's got to be Chip. <laughs> But, I mean, I, 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 I want to make sure that I stress um, the effect that this had on Neil because the article went on to talk about 
Um, Neil made the statement that, you know, he remained crushed and uninspired uh, after this whole event for the longest. Like I said, pretty much until he think got his first stand-up. I mean, you know, we could actually do a whole nother show on Neil himself. We really could. The more, um, I, the more the, I was trying to pull clips for this episode, I kept pulling all these Neil clips. He's been on all these interviews. One thing yeah. I'll say is his story is consistent everywhere he goes. So yeah, I, I do tend to believe him. Uh, yeah, he has. A, and, and with that story, it's an interesting story to the journey to where he, where he currently is in, in 2020. But um, yeah, but he talks about it. He said he, he remained crushed and uninspired by not just the event that happened in April when um Dave left for Africa but when he did finally come back and and in, in tw- 2006 and did that interview oh well whenever he did the interview with uh Oprah and talked about that and and revealed that it was a white guy that laughed on the set yeah he, i mean it just you know just that just with Dave not clarifying and and people just knowing Neil as the token white guy to the to the show you know, it, it followed him. And so when people would see him, they would accuse him of that and it just crushed his spirits and, and he was un, uninspired and pretty much didn't do anything for a while. Hmm. Now, apparently they have it there on good terms now. Right. So that's good. But, um, but at the time also, um, you know, Dave left and Neil stayed. There's that's true. Neil, is, Neil shows up in some of those lost episodes, some of those uh, sketches. Um, there's one where the, where Charlie Murphy and Donnell go into, uh, I guess Neil's like at the director's chair or whatever. And they, they're like, Hey man, we're, they're backstage. They're like, Hey, where's Dave? And Neil looks up at him. He's like, Africa. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I wonder if, you know, there's probably some animosity for a couple of years after that. Like, yeah, I'm sure. But I, I think that it goes to to show that the pure friendship that they really had. I'm going to, I'm going to read just a a quote from, from the article talking about, um, about the situation with, um, you know, being accused of being the the person that laughed. Mm. He said, it's still, it's still the most painful thing that ever happened to me. He says, holding back tears. The guy meant the world to me and the show meant the world to me. And then within a couple of months, it was all gone. Mm. So, yeah, that 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 affected Neil uh, a whole lot. Um, and he's got some mental health issues anyway. He's got like, right. That, depression that's what I mentioned and... a second ago. Yeah, clinical. He's clinically depressed, uh, and he's been battling that for for years. So, um, yeah, he was doing. He does like some off the um, not FDA approved like treatment methods too. Like I think he was trying ketamine for a while. Yeah, and I'm sure he smokes a lot of pot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he, he does. And you know, he okay. talks about how him and Dave, you know, smoked pot while writing a lot of these scripts. And you and can pass tell the laptop back and forth. <laughs> and some of those some of those sketches you could tell somebody was smoking a little bit. And I that's my theory. Uh it goes back to even in, in killing them softly when he's t- he's talking about pressure. I can't handle the pressure. It's too much pressure. He talks about pressure a lot. Yeah. And um and I think they were under a tremendous amount of pressure that the likes of which they'd never seen before. Right. I mean, they'd done movies and stuff, but I mean, having a, a TV show on a cable network, they were, I was listening to the commentary. They were saying their hours were like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. You know, I mean, six days a week for a while. 
Uh, I mean, but think about that. Even even when you know, as Dave talked about, contract was up and. Mm, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know when when they signed the well when he signed his fifty million dollar deal and even Neil as stated in the article it was like you know Brennan quote a lunch box of money <laughs> but still I can guarantee that lunch box of money is more than I've probably ever made in my life. Yeah. Um, but still that think about that that lifestyle. And the pressure that comes with that, you know, especially for Dave, I mean, $50 million, you know, mm. coming from wherever, you know, he, he was probably rich before. Yeah. But yeah. he, this definitely made him rich. You feel me? Like uh, yeah, rich. rich. Yeah. And, and, not only rich, but famous. I mean, he was famous to some people, you know, right. fans, fans of comedy and fans of certain movies. But I mean, t he became a household name uh, after this show yeah. came out after season one. I mean, and they Comedy Central spent a lot in marketing. Remember, they were hyping the shit out of the show. I mean, they were hyping it like crazy. Um, that's interesting about Neil, though. Yeah, he's a very interesting um, character. We we may discuss that in in some production meetings and may decide to do a full show on on Neil. Yeah, because um, I God, I've got a ton of clips of Neil because he's been on all these podcasts. He's got right. a new, I think he has a new special that came out like a year ago, maybe. Yeah, um, the three mics thing. I think that's what three it's mics. called. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds sounds good. I've heard good things. He, um, yeah. So <laughs> so they allude to this particular sketch that they uh, were shooting and um, the one that, and, I mean, he talks about the I'm Rick James bitch people, like the people that became that, that sketch could, was so famous and so popular that when he would try to do stand up, people would just heckle him with, you know, that line. So. And, and you know, what's crazy about that to me is that for you and I, we're such Dave Chappelle show fans. And like I said, you and I, we talk out of seven days a week. You and <laughs> we're conversing at least six days, if not seven days a week. And out of all of the years we've been doing this since what, 2012, 2012, yeah, eight years, um, eight years, six, at least six days a week, you know, um, <laughs> We've never, I can never really remember either one of us just really doing um, or quoting a line from that particular sketch. No, that's the thing. I mean, and, that, and that's crazy to me that, that people <laughs> hold that one in such high. Don't get me wrong, it, it's not a sketch on Chappelle that's not a classic and, and great, but for people to hold that one so high on their, their, on their list of funniness and their standard list, I know that's like we don't even. You know, that's not even, that doesn't even break our top probably 20. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, we go, we go, we go a lot deeper than your normal, your average person. That's, that's true. That's true. But, but even with that being said, it's right. like, we never, it doesn't even, even like, break. <laughs> it, it doesn't even, <laughs> like, it doesn't even scratch the surface of our top funniest, you know, um, sketches. So it, I just find that mighty strange. 
Yeah, I don't think I've once ever texted you. I'm Rick James bit. Like I just we right. just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just not one of them that we 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 do. Now you'll I mean, get a you'll get a yeah we we'll <laughs> get a, it's probably every day <laughs> multiple times multiple a times a day but never a, I'm Rick James so yeah. uh, you know find it find it it is weird. interesting how how that got so popular but yeah let's go into the let's one. get to the pixie yeah let's get to this now the for those watching on YouTube set this set, <laughs> hold on you gotta make sure you set this premise up <laughs> let us know what's because it's been it's been a few minutes since we played the clip since where we talked about it, where yeah. Dave was talking about you know the pixie and and all that. What we we got to that, then we went to Neil and all that. So kind of yeah, let everybody so, know where we're coming from here. So this is from uh, one of the episodes of what turned out to be the lost episodes. It was going to be season three, and they had these racial pixies that would appear anytime a racial stereotypical moment <laughs> was was happening, and. Um, this is the the black pixie who it's Dave Chappelle in blackface. <laughs> you can see the screen right now. <laughs> That's, that is funny in itself. He's wearing like a he's got like a Civil War <laughs> outfit, Some white on. gloves on, and a cane. <laughs> <laughs> and his lips are painted white. It's it's the it's the most racist thing I've seen like ever. It's it's like Birth of a Nation. It's so bad. But um, this was the one that. Um, Ended it all, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> Dave's on a plane, and uh, they're serving a meal on the plane. So <laughs> Enjoy. With that, here Hello, Mr. Chappelle. Do you know what you'd like for your in-flight meal? What are you serving? Oh, we have fish or chicken. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I just heard the magic words. Chicken. <laughs> you a big bucket, nigga, and take a bite. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> I have the fish. Thank you very much. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you don't want no fish! Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I just realized we are all Back out. Back in the game! Back in the game, man! <laughs> uh, the chicken is quite good. He can't be faint, nigga! Get the chicken! H how is it prepared? Oh, it's fried. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Okay, so I hope you can. Uh, you're gonna have to replay that by itself, unless because I don't know if your recording picked up picks up the laughter. Because you and I were laughing uncontrollably while that was. So you might have to. Yeah, you might have to replay that by itself. But that is uh, like I told you yesterday about that. I don't care. That is the funniest shit to me. Catfish, catfish. <laughs> no, from the jump, when it, when it first starts, and he goes, mm! 
<laughs> Get your bucket. <laughs> and he clapped his knees. Yes. Man, oh, that is. I get it. Woo, I get it. Because I know if we were doing that and, yeah, laughing a little too hard. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I want to address. Okay. Let, hold on. Let me get. Yeah. The banjo music and the, the, the yeah, whole let me get back into, thing. It's a code here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. The, um, so, you know, apparently, as as we heard in the clip, Dave was discussing uh, basically that, you know, uh, a person of Caucasian descent uh, laughed a little too hard during the um, taping and, and recording of that particular uh, sketch. Mm. Uh, and and, he, and he, he touched on, you know, knowing the difference between uh, in that Oprah interview. I don't know if you have that coming up. Yeah, we already played that where he's talking about somebody. Uh, I, can, I can tell the difference when somebody's laughing with me or laughing okay, at yeah. me. So, yeah. And I know I read some comments online. I think on that on that particular clip where a guy was like, I, I don't get it. Like, Dave, how can you tell the difference? And I don't know if that's a racial thing as far as a white black type deal, but I completely 110% understand what Dave means by I can tell when. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, okay. So it's not a racial thing. So you understand that too. I can tell if you're laughing with me or if you're laughing at me. Well, yeah, it's exact, exactly it. And you have to think like when he was on the set dressed up like that, he probably started thinking about like those old movies where right. black people on the set were, I mean, it was just totally demeaning and he's probably had all, all these white people around him laughing and, and it was probably laughing not, was probably, hysterically. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he knew that it was funny for the right reasons, but he right. just, at the time I could see how he would feel like, Oh God. Cause I mean, yeah, it is, is just, this is terrible. You know, you take 10, 10 steps back and take and look at it and you're just like, right. what, what is he doing? <laughs> right. I mean, it's the, it's some racist shit. It really is racist, but, but it was funny. It was, it was, it was satirical. It, it was. And I must admit when I watched, I mean, I, man, it, Mm. I laugh from a good, good, hearty place. Yeah, I mean, no, it was, it was he's hilarious. Making, he's 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 making fun of he's he's lampooning racism and racial stereotypes, and so that was the point of it. Was that it was like right. the just the most absurd, outrageous black stereotypes that you could you could imagine, and that was going to be why it was funny because it's so ridiculous. But right, you know, you have to think how huge he's, and he mentions this, you know, how huge the audience was. Right. And that, you know, those these white guys watching it in Mississippi might not be laughing at it for the same reasons that. No, the, they're yeah, because they're laughing, but they're laughing at it because, you know, yeah, we don't even need to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could go we down that road. But. We know why they're laughing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's not the same reasons that we're laughing. Not at all. So. So that that's great. Um, <laughs> but apparently that's, you know, Dave was like, that's one of the things that that was one of the straws that broke the camel's back. And. You know, that happened and I had to just really analyze things and put some things in perspective. And like Oprah said, you started, you know, you wanted to not be disappointed in yourself. Yeah, he's, he's so, talking um, about disappointing, disappointing the black community. And right. She pointed out you didn't want to disappoint yourself because we talked about his, his we talked about Dave's interesting kind of upbringing before in the, in the right. previous episode. I mean, I just don't I don't know that his 
his mother, who is a professor of African-American studies, you know, like what would her thoughts be on <laughs> the black pixie sketch? You know, like would she get it for the right? Somehow I think she probably would being a professor and everything, but she would, but that wouldn't necessarily make her proud about it. But with that, you know, mom receiving a, you know, two million dollar <laughs> gift <laughs> you know she may overlook certain things or you know i mean i'm 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 being funny in light of the situation but no telling i mean you know she, she may have you know hey mom can retire and it's just no telling yeah but um keep you know you just you just got to keep things in perspective i guess when you just really think about it and look at it well it's kind of like at the very and this was episode one season one uh the final sketch which was the clayton bixby mm -hmm. <laughs> white black white supremacist which we could do a whole episode on i'm sure but by itself yeah he said he said before they showed it he said i showed this to a black friend of mine and he yeah, said I that remember that. we're setting black people we back, back. <laughs> for the sketch sorry <laughs> yeah i do remember that that was on the commentary right <laughs> yeah they're talking about like they yeah. showed it they showed it to a to one of their black friends and he was like, you're setting black people yeah. back just by doing the sketch. He's like, sorry. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching that. Um, what do we have up next? So um, I do have, uh, this is from um, one of the lost episodes where they, when they played the sketch on TV for the first right. time, um, they audience got reaction. the audience reaction because, um, you know, it was listed as they mentioned, you know, Dave said he had a problem with the sketch. We thought we would ask the audience about it. Of course, they were going to televise it because they, they were limited. They had to televise everything that they shot. So I yeah, they, they didn't have know, any, no integrity there. <laughs> I was just about to say that integrity is terrible. Um, you know, first of all, Dave had a problem with you guys doing the show, period. He, you know, uh, but then for you to, you obviously know the man had an issue with this particular sketch. Yeah. Uh, which, which I could, pretty much guarantee that if the show was still recording and and he had came back that that wouldn't have aired a period i mean Absolutely dave probably would have yeah he would have trashed that we've we would have never saw the light of day of that and for you guys to do that you know piss on you comedy central that's yeah. pretty damn terrible that was when he i mean that was when he said okay i'm severing ties with comedy central you know and he never did anything for him since so let's get the audience reaction okay go ahead yeah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously all the sketches were funny. It's, it's funny that we, that we come together and laugh at each other like that. But I think the problem lies in the ignorant people at home or possibly in here. The problem comes in where people... <laughs> you know, yeah, possibly in here. I think everybody's in the same situation as you sometimes. And I mean, I'm Jewish, and whenever I go out and whenever there's a bill to be split up, I always overpay just so nobody brings up the stereotype. <laughs> I mean, I, Interestingly, they didn't do a uh, a Jewish pixie. I think that uh, Dave has always did a good job of bringing race to the surface because we all think about it, but, you know, he kind of makes it uh, comfortable to talk about it. And I've always appreciated that about this show. I feel like it's derogatory to black and Spanish people, but it plays on the good stereotypes of white people. 
So even though there's a pixel for the white people, it plays on that they're educated and that, you know, they listen to rock music, but that's not bad. But to play on, we like chicken and we like chucking and John. You know we like chicken. Everybody likes chicken. Everybody likes chicken. So for it to be a black stereotype that we like fried chicken is, you know, it's not right. So. (laughs) So. She's talking about the uh, the white pixie um, seeming like educated, mm-hmm. and um, I was curious. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I pretty much agreed with everything I just heard. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't hear any false truths um, being shared there. So, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Okay, let's continue. I get out with my coworkers, and, like, sometimes I feel like they say certain things that, like, I don't think they would normally say. Like, nigger, where's the weed? No, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, throw a little sun in there, you know, you know, all that stuff. I, yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, I like comedy. I like the show because it's kind of a relaxed way for other people to look at other races and see how people communicate. Because if I tell them, like, I get upset, like, oh, this is the angry black guy. But if you watch Dave Chappelle, you see the statue, like, now you know how I feel. I don't, I feel like, so when we get out, you don't need to say, what up, sorry, da 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 I'm Olu, I'm, I'm, I'm me, just be relaxed, easy. I think he did an exceptional job as a Hispanic person. I don't think it's any different from when we make jokes about ourselves. <laughs> Thank you for me to stop being so sensitive. Tom Cruise looking like motherfucker right <laughs> Stand up, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Is there actual video? Oh, are you not? Oh, you're not seeing the video. No. But mm, you have to edit this. But but I knew it had to be once I heard you go. Mm, once I heard the lady talking. <laughs> there it is. Mm. Back it up. I want to see her. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. You know how. You know how I am. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. An exceptional job as a Hispanic person. I don't think it's any different from when we make jokes about ourselves. I think people need to stop being so sensitive. Tom Cruise looking like motherfucker right now. <laughs> Stand up. What's your name? Yeah. All right. You got a good point. Come <laughs> 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 on, Scientology shit. <laughs> about the negative positive comments she said rock and roll is is good and fried chicken is bad i mean that's not you know that's not a crime to eat fried chicken that's not a bad stereotype you like uh, watermelon is, is a delicious fruit yeah like- <laughs> see, see? See, go. i have to agree like i think that he touched on Four different races, and like everybody should just be easy. It was funny as hell, and yeah. just ride with it. That's it. It's not that deep. I've actually met Dave, and the impression <laughs> I got, no matter what method he does or puts out there, or he's done his research, and no, if he touches you to the point where you think about it, I think the mission is done. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was intelligent. It was uncomfortable, and I think that's the point of it. It's supposed to draw attention to people's stereotypes. 
and talk about it and make it funny. That's why the show is successful, I think. I think that's the joint. You see a movie like Crash. was successful. Really preachy, I feel. But then you see a sketch like this, and it gets people talking and laughing. So as long as we're thinking about it, it's a good thing. Because you took it from all levels. Everyone was touched. So I think mm. it was a variety. So that made it funny. And not just black people always feel like the joke is going to be about me because our stereotypes are more absurd. Some people feel. I thought it was funny. Because, you know, as funny as that jacket is. But, uh, <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I thought it was funny. I'll laugh. It makes people a little too comfortable where they shouldn't be comfortable. Where you hear some mm-hmm. of these jokes, like if you talk about the big butt jokes, and you know a white person turns around and say, "Yeah, you got a badong, badong," you know, and they make like funny jokes like that that they might hear on the show. And it's funny to hear Dave Chappelle do it, but I don't really want to come to the office and hear you guys, you know, making some of these funny racist jokes. You know what I mean? Everybody has an inner. All right, your clip getting a little long, buddy. It's getting a little long. Yeah, you might. That's you're bad. gonna probably have to cut some of that up or cut yeah. it. Go back up and cut. But uh, once again, I think they make some great points. Um, again, I don't disagree with with anything that I, I I just heard. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, they're the the audience gets it. I mean, obviously they they get it because they're there because they're Chappelle fans. You would hope that they would get it. Um, that it's. Uh, I thought it was interesting, and there is a. Um, <laughs> there's not just a black pixie. There's a white pixie. There's a Hispanic. Hispanic. Pixie, <laughs> and there's an Asian pixie. So <clears throat> that's what the the lady meant when she said there were there were four different four races. different. Right, right. And I don't know if we have time to play all the pixie sketches, nor are they all relevant to <laughs> what we're discussing. Yeah, I think I think we get the point on the pixies. <laughs> but <laughs> the Hispanic one made me laugh pretty pretty hysterically, but. We, don't, we can skip it. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, just wanted to get the uh, get the audience reaction because I thought that was I was going through the lost episodes this morning and and came across that, and I thought it was interesting to to hear directly from people who were in the live audience because they were the first ones to see it before right. we got to see it. Yeah, sadly. And by the way, the uh, the guy that announces for. Chappelle show the guy that introduces him every like that guy was apparently just yeah. a, like a local DJ in New York that was a fan and volunteered to do that just so he could see the sketches <laughs> before before they aired on TV. Pretty smart. Yeah. Very Pretty uh, smart actually. So yeah, we had the black the black pixie thing. He was dealing with executives and you know they were trying to you know divide him and kneel kneel up and make them turn against each other and. So Listen, Dave. Tom Arkin, not only did they <laughs> divide Neil and Dave, they succeeded in that shit. Yeah, they did. Okay? It happened. They yeah. divided them. And for what? You look, look where look what the, look what it got him. The show just it could have been on for 15 seasons. Well, yeah, that's what we say, but then I wonder, you know, would they have Hey, this is a possibility for another show we may discuss in our production meeting. But do do we really think that it could have maintained its status to last until 2020? 
Um, I don't know. Is there really that kind of material out there that would have kept those guys going? You really think so? I don't know. I think that perhaps they would have needed to bring in a lot more riders. Yeah. And they would have needed a bigger budget to make it work. And because um, I don't think they would have done it. I think they would have just gotten burned out from right. That's, working yeah. too hard. Yeah. But um, to say, I mean, to do a sketch comedy show, and I would argue that Chappelle show is the best sketch comedy show. Ever, I mean, by far. Yeah. I put it up there with Saturday Night Live and Mad TV and um, Kids in the Hall. Like all those sketch shows. Yeah. I mean, I think Chappelle show because of its nature as a, as a sketch show, it could, it could be relevant every week for 15 years. Cause they could do new. That's true. I mean, yeah. Imagine today, the stuff they would be doing with Trump, you know, you'd have Dave doing his, his white voice. And instead of the white haired wig, he'd have the Trump wig on. I mean, there's just, I could see it still being on today. a fat suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty funny. Okay. Well, you know that, Hey, that's, that's possible topic for another, another day. Yeah, and especially now his relationship with Netflix. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll give him a, a sketch show. Never say never. All right. So we're at what? Dave Bouncing? Dave Bounced. <laughs> and then I knew long before I walked, I had considered walking. You had considered I had considered walking because I went back to work and the vitamin love was gone because it was a real ugly negotiation. The situation where now everybody's taking credit for this and that and the other. So it's just, it was getting ridiculous. And I knew I was going to leave. So I got ahead of schedule and I bounced. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. The whole time, they're trying to convince me I'm insane. Mm. They were trying to get me to take psychotic medication. Yeah. Like I'm sitting around, you know, I was stressed out, but... The people that were telling me I was insane, I believe that they knew what was going on. So uh, this was troublesome. Yeah. I said, I'm not taking this medicine, man, because I know these people be trying to control you or, or maybe discredit you. I was afraid, like, you but know. But you were stressed out. That's there's why. no question. But it's very stressful for someone to constantly walk behind you and say, you're insane. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, trying to put him on medication. And, and, you know, I think it's a lot that goes on in Hollywood that, you know, we really probably can't even wrap our heads around some craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, who knows? There, Some people... I, I was reading one of those articles and it, and they were interviewing Neil and he said that he could tell that something had changed. Like Dave was, was different. And he went up to him and said, Dave, you're not well. Um, so I think the pressure, you know, again, he talks about can't handle pressure. Sometimes it makes you talk funny, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. but the, you know, this is, seems to be a theme there. Like pressure doesn't mix well with Dave. Uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't adapt to pressure well. And, um, and also again, with the, with the weed smoking, not allegedly, we don't know. I mean, I think they probably were. He said in, yeah. in the time article that he had not smoked in months, which we'll get into, but if you're smoking a lot of weed and you're under a bunch of stress, who knows? You might start feeling a little paranoid. That's true. 
not that I'm speaking from personal experience, but you know, I've heard, of course <laughs> I've heard that people get paranoid sometimes. Right. You, you, you know, <laughs> you get to worrying about your surroundings and, and not, again, start... not from personal experience, or anything, <laughs> right. just, yeah. you know, people, your surroundings and things crawling on you and start reading between the lines a little bit. Right. Like, hmm. So this person's crazy. Said, this person said this, but did they really mean that? And yeah, right. I can see it. I can see it. All right. Next clip. Up and you walked out and nobody knew where you were going. Did your family know? No, nah, well, no, nah, I called my brother. Yeah. Me and my brother real cool. I called him up. was like, uh, I'm going to Africa. He's like, cool, man. It's good. Did your wife and children know where you're going? No. No. Nobody knew. No. I bounced. Now, the, that the sounds re- a little crazy. It's not crazy because the situation kind of warranted it. Okay. Um, because certain people around me were putting my sanity in question, I would meet too much obstruction if I would say I'm doing something like yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. So I figured I, it wasn't that I didn't tell my wife. It was like, I'm not telling her. After I'm gone, which was a mistake, but it wasn't a crazy mistake. It's just a dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, I as you know, as a <laughs> as a married man, I I get what he's saying. Um, you know, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna ask you about about your thoughts on that because you, you think like if he's gonna tell if you're gonna tell anybody, you would tell your wife and your and your kid. Well, the thing about that is, like he was saying, if he if he would have at that exact moment, they would have tried to stop him. Mm, good point. Yeah. Which, again, you know, in that situation, I don't know. I I, I mean, I get his point, and I get what he's trying to say, but on the flip side of that, you, you know, that is your wife, your spouse, you know, you tell her after the fact, but again, you got to keep in mind, these people are famous and they're rich, rich and they're in Hollywood. (laughs) So their lifestyles are, you know, they're sitting a Joe blow working a nine to five and then you just up and want to leave and you leave your wife with this, this, and this. I mean, this is a rich man who's probably not coming home all the time anyways. So me going to Africa for a week or two really isn't that big of a deal. I'm not home as it is. So it just depends on the situation. So I get what he's saying. Um, as far as that aspect of if I tell my wife, she's going to plead and say no or try to go. And try you know, to go, this is, yeah. Yeah, and this is me trying to clear my head and I need some alone time. And, you know, so I, I get it. And once he got there, I, I think he said, you know, either he or his brother, once he left, is, you know, told he had his, his brother, brother to call, yeah. Yeah. call this person, this person, this person. So, um, you know, to keep everybody informed. So I get what he's trying to to accomplish there. Now, along with that, you, you know, the repercussions of it, you are married. It just depends how she took that and you know, how your marriage works. So yeah. And at me the time, personally, as the man I am right now, I couldn't do that shit. <laughs> Hear me, sir. You know, you can't just get on a plane and go to South I Africa. I can't just get on a plane and hop 
my ass to South Africa. Give my wife ain't your, having that. <laughs> give up all your responsibilities for your all my week. responsibilities. <laughs> my wife ain't having it. You hear me? <laughs> she is not having that. All right, I've got the the last clip, which is from uh, the David Letterman show, and I think I, if I remember this one correctly, it's it's more talk about about Africa. You went to South Africa. Am I right about that? I, yeah, yeah. And and you you lived in South Africa for an extended period of time. Well, now, hang on. This is you went to South. Africa. Uh, this is like 2015. I should have said that. It's way later. Yeah, yeah. Extended period of time. Well, no, I was I was there for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, what I mean. Uh, there's not too many good hiding places left in America. <laughs> but there were, am I right about this? There was great mystery about this uh, strategy on your part. Was there not? I, you know, I don't know. Because when it was all over the media, I was gone. And then if you're the guy, mm-hmm. nobody really says anything to you. Right. So I don't know if it was mysterious or not mysterious. It was like living in the corner of perception reality. You know what I mean? And like... It's a weird place to be. When everyone thought Wesley Snipes was in jail, I saw him at a party. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but here's what I remember about it. Uh, Comedy Central, your former, that's where the show was. The show had been on the air two years, maybe three years. Two, two years. years. We were yeah. shooting our third season. And, you were, and they, there's a negotiation, a renegotiation, and they said, here, we're going to give you, we're going to guarantee you an enormous sum of money to continue doing the show because it's so successful. And then, you, apparently you agreed to it, and then... Uh, where did he go? The show stopped and never came back. And like you said, seven years later, you're just late for work. So what a, a, de- a decision was made. You made a decision. Oh, yeah. I made a series of decisions. Uh, Do you regret saying, I don't want this enormous sum of money? Well, okay, look, Dave. <laughs> Very hard to go to something like this because no one's really done it before. So there's not too many people that don't think I'm crazy, right? So I look at it like this. I'm at a restaurant with my wife. It's a nice restaurant. We're eating dinner. I look across the room. I say, you see this guy over here across the room? He has $100 million. And we're eating the same entree. Uh, So, okay, fine. I don't have $50 million or whatever it was. Let's say I have $10 million in the bank. The difference in lifestyle is minuscule. the only difference between having $10 million and $50 million is an astounding $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Great yeah. clip to end on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, gosh, a couple things. So to sum up, he was not in a mental hospital, despite what no. a lot of the media reports no. said. You know, some of the TMZs out there said that. Um, he told the guy in the Time Magazine article he hadn't smoked weed in months. Um, the guy speculates on whether or not he had been smoking too much weed or uh, not enough weed, <laughs> the guy said. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he was only there for two weeks. 
it says that the season three production got delayed uh, in December. The first time was in December of 04. And um, the second time was in February. So they had said in December, all right, we'll release season three uh, in February. And then they had another delay, so they didn't release season three, what, what became of season three. So between February and July, uh, February 2005 all the way to July of 2006, I guess over a year of negotiations were going on with what is Dave coming back or not? Because right. that's, that's a long time. Um, and then when they finally decided, okay, Dave's not coming back. Well, we got all this footage. Let's churn it out. Um, and we'll call it the lost episodes. And I think they even released a DVD of the lost episodes. They did. And yeah, they didn't call it season three because it was not a full season. There were three episodes right. and the third one was released like what we said, July 23rd of, of 2006. Yeah. So that's, um, the brief history of, of the show and some of the speculation on why Dave left. Darren, yep, your thoughts? And, um, you can get, <clears throat> you can currently still purchase the lost episodes. Now, I can't guarantee you seasons one and two, uh, finding those, you know, a little <laughs> more difficult. I'd have time. to go on, on Amazon to get those, yeah. And what's funny is that, um, <clears throat> well, it's not funny, it's kind of sad, really. Comedy Central owns the show so they still play episodes of the show right. yeah you can still catch episodes of the Chappelle show um comedy central now i'm sure dave's still getting royalty checks i don't think that relationship ended i mean surely he's still getting paid for that but like we might get <laughs> either this episode or probably not this one but a future episode where we start playing clips all of those clips are on youtube but they're all on the comedy central youtube yeah. Or you have to go for some of the more obscure ones. You got to go on the comedycentral.com and watch a Buick commercial for 30 seconds before you can see it. So they are still making money on the show, what, 17 years later. And I would assume and hope that in those contract negotiations, Dave kept his, his share um, of, the, of the royalties. He had to. It's his name. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he did. We still don't know. I don't know about Neil. I would assume Neil gets, since he's co-creator, that he's getting checks too. That I don't know. Once again, that lunchbox of money for Neil. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he probably royally got screwed in this whole ordeal. But Yeah. Uh, we shall see. Yeah. Well, and he's doing other things, so everything seems to be good now. With right. Him. Right. Um, well. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to. I think that's a wrap for <laughs> I... this episode, man. Thank you, All as right, always, everyone. Darren. And thank you at home for, we had at last check, I think uh, we've got three subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> so awesome. We're, go on, we're, uh, we're building our, our clientele. We're on um, Anchor. We're on uh, Breaker. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud and we're on YouTube. Like, bah! so you can find us there and we're still working on iTunes and Google Podcasts, so maybe by the next time we're doing one of these, we'll be on those as well. Sounds great, man. So until the next episode, I'm Darren. Catch y'all next time. Thank you, Darren. <laughs>